Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I hope everyone's having a great morning thus far. Hope I can make it a little bit better for you. So, Patriots, we are going to talk about the something that happened in South Korea. We have uh, some people in the LGBTQ community who seem to have some common sense. I'm going to talk about some that don't as well, right? Uh, because I... I I have to believe they're outnumbered. I have to believe they're outnumbered. I just don't think, as I've said before, that it is just a monolithic community where everybody thinks, feels, and acts exactly the same. I think we do ourselves a disservice uh, when we try to paint somebody all with the uh, broad strokes of the same brush. It, it, that's exactly what we complain about uh, them doing. So uh, what, I, what else I want to talk about with you is... Uh, a traffic stop that took place in Austin. So, I love Texas. Let me preface it by saying that. I absolutely love Texas. Texas is probably my favorite state in the Union. But there's one caveat about Texas. Austin. Anyone who's ever been to Texas, spent any time in Texas, worked in Texas, lived in Texas, they will all tell you the same thing. Austin is the San Francisco of Texas. You know, if you could remove Austin from Texas, it would probably make it a good bit better. And probably, I mean, just take a look at the crime in Austin compared to everywhere else in Texas, right? You'll see immediately what it, with the contrast between a Demran, a Demran city and everywhere else. It is the most left-wing liberal place in Texas. And I can't, you know, it used to be you wouldn't hear the terms left-wing or liberal synonymous with Texas, but... You know, they carved out a little space in Texas. And, you know, if people keep moving from the West Coast to Texas to try to escape the same thing, the, the left-wing ideology, and they move to Texas, and then they vote the same way as the state they left, and then they California, Texas, it, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. People, people are waking up, though. I have to believe people are waking up. We have Democrats leaving the Democrat Party and getting becoming card-carrying members of the Republican Party. We have... Uh, uh, you know, people calling out uh, the virtue signaling by race and, and, and just realizing that uh, the left, by and large, are the racist folks. They, they, I mean, they say it, right? And I'll beat that, that girl, Erica Marshall's, that quote into the ground because she's still employed and she said it, which means they stand by her and <laughs> they stand with her. And she stated, and I quote, that black people can't compete in a merit-based system. They are racist. Democrats are racist. So, uh, you know, this this transgender athlete, uh, I, I will take a swipe at trying to pronounce his name. His name is Naharin. Now, he won the women's uh, women's race. He did compete against women, but there's a twist. There's a little twist in his story, and, and we're going to get into that when we talk about the story, but his, his twist was very interesting. He wanted to prove a point. He wanted to prove a point, and he did. He proved the point, and he proved it resoundingly. So I would like to see how people uh, respond to what he did and what he said, because he spoke to, uh, he spoke to the Korean Times and made a pretty 
a, a daring statement for someone who, who identifies the way he does. For him to say what he said, I, I consider it pretty brave. I consider it pretty brave. Uh, finally, we have uh, a story of two Michigan City commissioners uh, who were fired because they flew the pride flag. Um, and let's see, it's Russ Gordon and Kathy Stackpole were removed from the hand tramp, tramp, I don't know how you say this word, H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K, tramp. Um, uh, they were fired from the city council because they broke a city ordinance. Now, we reported on this when the ordinance was made, when, when it became law. It basically stated on your personal property, you can fly whatever kind of flag you want, but you can't do it in city buildings. So these people took it upon themselves to say, screw you, we're going to do what we want because you know what's going to happen. We're going to get national coverage. People are going to know our names, and we're going to become heroes. No, you're going to get fired. You're going to get fired. Thank you guys uh, down there for standing up to these people and firing them and following through. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take following through. And I'm going to show you the clip where they talked about why they let them go and why they actually banned the flag. And I think it is absolutely acceptable. It makes every bit of sense. So let's get started, and I'm going to play a clip for you uh, at the Texas Department of Public Safety and show you the traffic stop that these guys in Austin were so up in arms about. I mean, just reading the article, you would have thought that they pulled the kid out, put a gun to him, and uh, no, folks, no. That's not what happened. Not what happened at all. And we'll talk more about it after I show it to you because I think you'll understand once you see it. I think it'll make all the sense to you in the world. So as you can see, they didn't stop. They got the lights on and they made a left and then a right into the driveway and all that extra stuff. When a cop throws his lights on, you pull your ass over immediately. See, and then when they pull over, they go to get out of the car. Like, they didn't realize, hey, there's a cop behind you pulling you over. So, he's, yes, they come up. As you see, he had his gun out when he got up. Because why? Because the kid was jumping out the car. He didn't know it was a kid. You can see how dark it is. And so, here they go. They're now pointing their guns at the, at the child. The child's back in the car because that's what he told them to do was get back in the car. And then they go about talking to them and field sobriety testing them and normal common sense traffic stop stuff. There was nothing wrong with that traffic stop. Nothing. They always try to make something out of nothing to get on the news, to get popularity and gain a little bit of clout. They're trash. Absolutely garbage people. Anyone who would do that and then, uh, you know, just to, to, to sit there and... and turn people against the police one that's that's the most dangerous thing they do is they they cause distrust between the community and the police when they do these things so when the people actually need the police uh, they, they they don't they don't rely on them they have they the, the kids coming up have a, a skewed uh, a view on who the police really are and what they really do and why they're really there because because of this stuff because these people in, a, in, in, the, in, in the city of Austin want a virtue signal and look what the police did. We don't, have any, we don't have any acts of discrimination or bad police shootings or nothing to make us famous. We need something. 
We need something. Oh, look, a 10-year-old little boy jumped out of a car in a dark street in a traffic stop, and the cop had his gun out. Uh, let's make that into something. Maybe we'll get national news, and it'll help us in our bid for re-election. Trash. Absolutely trash. So uh, uh, the trooper, here, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll take you through it. On Wednesday, July 12th, the trooper pulled over a car in Austin, Texas. The car was driven by a man named Carlos Meza and his 10-year-old son, Angel. He was in the passenger seat, as you just saw. The trooper asked Mesa for his license of registration. Mesa provided them. The trooper then asked Mesa why he didn't have the paper plates on the car. Mesa explained that he had just bought the car and he was waiting for the paper plates to arrive. The, the, well, that's kind of weird. I don't know how it is in Texas. I haven't bought a car in Texas. Usually when we buy a car, we get a moving permit or we get paper plates from the dealership. We don't drive down the street with nothing. Uh... The trooper then asked Mesa to step out of the car, and Mesa did so. Then the trooper asked Angel to get out of the car, and he did so. At this point, the trooper pointed his gun at Angel and Mesa. You see, even in the story, they are misconstruing it, because this was the news story that was printed that I'm reading to you, but you just saw the video. So he did not point his gun at the kid uh, and tell him to get out of the car. He literally had his gun out as the kid was trying to step out of the car because he didn't know it was a kid on a dark street. He just saw an individual. First of all, they made a left and a right into a dark street. They didn't pull over. When he jumped out of the car, he had his gun out. I would have too. I would have too. And these people are risking their lives on a traffic stop. How many cops get killed on routine traffic stops? You act like these cops were doing something wrong. If you were them, you would have did the same damn thing or you would have been stupid for not doing it, one of the two. The trooper didn't ask Mesa to step out of the car, and Mesa did so. The trooper asked Angel to get out of the car, and he did so. And uh, told the kid to go in the house eventually, and did a field sobriety test, and everything was everything. However, the footage makes its way out into the press. These people complain. Kids scared or whatever else. They, like I said, they, they blew the story up beyond any... Uh, you know, beyond anything that it should be. It was unnecessary to take it any further than they did. Once they saw the video, common sense should have kicked in, but it didn't. It became a campaign video. It, came, it became a way for them to get a little bit of clout and garner a little bit of popularity in virtue signal. That's what it is. Look how offended I am at the fact this cop pulled a gun out and there was a 10-year-old kid there. Look how offended I am. I must be virtuous. I must be good. You're an idiot. You are an idiot, and you are the problem. You and everyone like you are the problem. And don't get me wrong. I am not one to allow a cop to violate my rights on a traffic stop. Trust me. My wife hates it when we get pulled over and I'm driving. Hates it. But if, the, if, if it's a routine traffic stop and the cop does what he's supposed to do and he follows his rules of engagement... I will do so too. I'll be completely respectful. I'll pull over immediately. I'll do everything by the book. And I typically don't have a problem. I have had problems in the past, but that's with a cop. A specific individual does not, uh, uh, it, it, an individual on the police force is not the entire police force, right? So, uh, yes, we've all had our run-ins. We've all had are run-ins with bad folks, but 99.9% .9 of the time, that's not what we're dealing with. It's not what we're dealing with. And they, and they, and they're so, and the, 
times that we are dealing with them, it's so completely overblown by the press. Um, these people are heroes, folks. The troops go over into other countries and risk their lives. Risk their lives for you, me, and everyone else and all of our freedoms. Which you guys are pissing away any damn way. You're not fighting for them. But um, cops are no different, folks. Cops are no different. Cops get assassinated all behind the, the, the press that they get. People don't like the cops. And then when they think the media and they think the administration is also on their side with not liking cops, look how many dim-witted uh, Democrats turned around and started yelling to defund the police. Really? So they think, you know what? They don't like the cops either. Let's just get them. Why not? This is what they did. They demonized cops. They demonized them in every single damn turn. Look, look at the, the, the Brittany Taylor case. They had a search warrant to go to, uh, to, to her house, search, a no-knock search warrant. And the whole argument was over whether or not they said police before they went in. It was one second before they went in. I would like to tell you I've never been on the other side of a door when that happened, but unfortunately I can't say that. I grew up in Baltimore City, and we had some things going on where I grew up. So I've seen it. I've been a part of it. I've been inside the house where it happened. I know exactly, exactly, and I got family members that are police officers, so I got, I got the full demographic. I know from both points of view why they're going to do what they're going to do. But the thing is this, and it's very, very simple. Those guys executed a search warrant that was given to them. When they went in that house, that man started shooting at them immediately. Now, he said... He didn't know they were police because they didn't say anything. But it doesn't matter. At that point, the police ever have every single uh, right to start shooting back and protect themselves. And he knew he was wrong because immediately when he comes out, what did he say? She did it. Well, she didn't do it. He did it. He was the one doing the shooting. But whoever sent them there and gave them that search warrant, knowing that the individual that they were looking for was already locked up, that's the individual they should be talking to. That's the guy who should be in trouble. But yet no one's ever gotten this guy's name. Why is that? Why is that? That's, that's kind of a weird thing. I, I, I remember the case. I remember it very, very, very well. And the police got demonized for no damn reason at all in that case. But the person who caused the issue, their names were never made public. Never made public. We get back, we're going to talk about Mr. Naharin <laughs> and what he actually did. He competed in a woman's cycling race and he won. And he had something to prove doing it. See you in a second. So, Patriots, it's not very often we have somebody doing the wrong thing for the right reason. Sounds contradictory in and of itself, right? Well, let's take a listen to this story. The transgender cyclist Naharin. Naharin is a transgender now, on the, in the news story, they said transgender woman. We don't do that here. I'll be respectful enough to say transgender. I won't call a him, a her, a he, a she, none of that. I don't participate in that. And it's, it, it's not that I'm being disrespectful. I have a completely different uh, faith and belief, and I just don't participate in these things. I, I will call you hey if you want to be called they or them or whatever. I'll call you hey. 
but I'm not calling you they, them, zer, zim, or whatever damn else name you want to make up for yourself. And I'm not calling a he or she. I don't give a damn. And I'm not not doing it to be disrespectful. I'm doing what I'm doing because I am being respectful to my God and my belief system. And as much as you have the right and the freedom to believe as you will, so do I. And we are in 180 degrees pointed in opposite directions. And uh, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this particular point. Now, back to Naharin. Nah says that uh, he always felt like a woman. And even though he was born as a man, he transitioned, he transitioned uh, last year. Now, he is now officially recognized as a woman under the South Korean law. Very, very forward thinking over there, huh? I didn't know that. I had no idea. Nah says that he wanted to compete in the women's cycling race to show that biological men have a natural advantage over biological women. He says that he's not proud of his victory. Now, that's what caught my attention. That's exactly what caught my attention. He said he's not proud of his victory. And this is exactly what I've heard other transgender people say. Not any of the ones who actually competed, but I've heard ones say, like, you're proud for beating a girl? Why? I mean, why is that? Why, why would you be proud of that? Finally, somebody with some damn common sense. Like I said, not the, the entire community is not a monolithic community, meaning they all don't think, feel, and act exactly the same. They don't have the same beliefs. Some of them realize, hey, I got a problem going on here, and I understand the way that I feel and think are not necessarily the way I should feel and think based on nature, based on the way most people feel and think. But I recognize it is, is a problem, and I'm fighting it, and I just don't feel the same way as these people do by actually stepping into um, the, the delusional... Uh, you know, style of thinking that I am a she even though I'm a he and I, I can use the women's restroom and I should be reading to kindergartners, right? It, 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 they're not all like that. I, I played a video just the other day of one who, uh, a, a transgender individual who was basically stating, why would you want to expose your children to transgender people? Because transgender people are performers, right? But they're males dressed up as female, performing. There's a lot of sex acts going on, a lot of drugs, a lot of just debauchery in general. This is who they are. This is what they do in these cabarets and these types of things. You see them in these pride parades. I mean, it, it, this, is, this is not something that, you know, we should be parading in front of children. It's that simple. It, it, it doesn't matter. It would be tantamount to us going and emptying out the strip club and bringing them to the elementary school and having career day. So it, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Now, this is what Na told the Korean Times. And I'm, I'm going to read him. I'm going to quote what he said. Now, he says, I am not honored. I am not proud of myself at all. I believe other transgender athletes would feel the same way. They may not want to admit it, but they're being selfish. There is no honor in an athlete in that, he said, referring to international transgender athletes who have sparked heated debate about the fairness of their competing against biological women 
after transitioning. Nachos to forego his, qualifi uh, his qualification for the National Sports Festival, prioritizing fairness above everything else. So if I understand that correctly, if he didn't go and qualify, now I can only, I don't, I don't know cycling, right? I'm not a, a guy who follows cycling. So, uh, but I do follow NASCAR. So I understand qualifying. And this basically gives him a number of where he's going to start in the race in the front or the back. So he evidently took a place in the back because he, he didn't go um, and try to qualify up front. So uh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So um, he says here, I don't want to make an issue to the point where I harm other people. He said explaining that the uh, provincial race was appropriate for him to compete in because it was it wasn't a professional race. Competition where he could damage female athletes' careers by winning. So he said, you know what? I'm not stealing anyone's accolades. I'm not stealing a scholarship. I'm not stealing a championship from somebody who's competing professionally. I feel like this is a good forum for me to go in and prove my point that men should not be competing against women even after they transition. That is a very interesting point. I would love to talk to this person. Uh, Na advocates for the creation of a third gender category in sports competitions alongside male and female categories to make the sports more inclusive and fair. It could be like how we have many weight divisions in some sports. Under the current, uh, under the current binary system, women athletes would be discouraged and their hard work uh, might not be recognized. Most likely it won't be recognized uh, due to the participation of transgender athletes. At the same time, transgender athletes, no matter how hard they've worked, will never truly be honored for their wins. And he's absolutely correct. We don't recognize this stuff. Well, when we see your name up there, number one, world record holder, whatnot, we look to number two, and we know who the real champion is. Uh, it says, we will never truly be honored for, uh, they'll never truly be honored for their wins. Honor is the goal, and that all athletes aspire to attain it. But this is a situation where nobody will be honored, and I think that that's such, and I think that shouldn't happen. And that is one of the most honorable things that Nas said. Now Nas said emphasizing the need for a system where everyone can feel a sense of achievement. So I get that. I get that, and I could actually apply that across uh, the board. I can apply that to restrooms i can apply that to sports i can apply that uh, across I, I can apply it everywhere and it would actually stop all this bickering and fighting if we just put a third restroom called other you know we already have like a family restroom and that sort of a thing so maybe that would just work so we're not calling out other and people don't feel disenfranchised by the term other and <laughs> say other <laughs> but, uh, you know, it would stop all the, uh, the, the violence in the high schools and the colleges where women are getting beaten up. They're getting hands put on them by uh, transgenders who, who want to bully their way into the women's locker room or into the women's restroom. People don't want that. I, for one, don't want that. I, for one, will do anything necessary to keep a transgender from using the same restroom where my daughter uh, or my wife or mother, or anyone that's a female is using. 
And I say that openly, and I say that brazenly, because I mean it. With all my heart, I mean it. So I, I, I see these stories play out over and over again. I've seen what happened in the, in the, uh, in, in the, in the, excuse me, in the, in the school where the transgender went into the restroom, raped the girl. Then the school tried to cover it up. The dad, and they, they sent him somewhere else where he did it again. The dad comes and tries to bring awareness because they tried to cover it up. And they locked the dad up like he's doing something wrong or like he's uh, transphobic. I like how they throw phobic on everything. And, and, and it automatically means that you hate an entire group of people when that's not the case. It's not the case. I have, I have a very firm grip on reality. I know exactly... Uh, why they feel like they need to fight and be recognized as humans and treated a certain way. And, and I'm okay with all of that with the exception of you can't upend our culture to suit your own. You can't do that. You can't just come in and change all of our values, ethics, and everything just to suit your own sense of uh, uh, subjective or relative reality. You can't do that. We've done things this way since the beginning. And you're not just going to come along and say, well, I'm here now and it's going to be different. <laughs> that's, ex that's essentially what they've said. That's exactly the approach they've taken. But there was never a compromise that was ever asked for. There was no compromise that has ever been uh, uh, sought. There's never been a talk. There's never been, you know what, transgender people, elect a representative. That's what you need to do. Elect a representative, damn it. Let's have a summit. Let's sit down and work this shit out. Get everybody sitting around the damn table and get some agreements. How about that for a change? We'll have a representative from the Christian community. We'll have a representative from a secular community. Or let's just say a religious community because we can lump everyone together uh, religiously except for those weirdos out there doing the Sparkle Creed saying Jesus had two dads and... We're a, wore a fabulous tunic and they believe in a non-binary God. You guys aren't invited. I don't even know what category to put you in. You're idiots. But, you know, it, it's, it, it just needs to be that everybody with common sense need to come sit down, work this out so we can move on together. Because the moment that we all clash heads, when the idea becomes there can only be one and it has to be me, we all lose. Every single one of us lose. We're all going to lose freedoms, and that's exactly when the government starts stepping in and, and taking away freedoms. They, they would love for us to be in the street fighting, because then they can send in National Guard troops and lock everything down. You've seen what they did with the damn uh, uh, the, the pandemic. They did not want to let society reopen. They didn't. They had no plans on letting the, uh, letting the world open back up. So, if uh, if you're watching on uh, Rumble right now and seeing the video of this, uh, and if you're not watching on Rumble and you're listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else, Podbean, um, check us out on Rumble. <laughs> check us, come check us out on Rumble. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I gotta warn you, I'm a little ugly. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, I'm not that ugly, but. Uh, you know, I, what I was doing here, uh, which you can't see if you're listening, is every time I raise my hand, I have this AI camera that I keep telling you I, I have. Because I move around a lot, and sometimes as I'm talking, uh, I like the camera to follow me. I don't, I don't want to lose my place with it, so I'll raise my hand. And the moment that my palm comes open, 
uh, it signals the camera to start following me or to stop following me. And sometimes I do it, uh, and I don't realize I've done it. And it's, it's pretty cool. Damn cool camera, too. Insta360 link, guys. If you, don't, if you need a camera, if you're into podcasting or you're just into vlogging or whatever the case may be, I'm telling you this is the camera to have. Go get you one. Now, um, the fired city commissioners, I told you about this uh, before. We, oh, you know what? Before I leave that story, before I leave that story, I, you know, I kept telling you, I said, they're not a monolithic community. And the LGBTQ community does not, everyone in that community does not think, feel, and believe exactly the same. And I want to prove that to you because I found this clip. And it's very interesting what this individual says. Now, you can tell this individual is a card-carrying member. Let me tell you what. He is a card-carrying member. But listen to what he says, folks, because what he says, you should all hear. Listen. Oh, I apologize. I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm not able to hear it. Okay. We'll have to get to that clip another time. Essentially, what that clip was saying was that guy... Uh, was saying, guys, gyrating on poles, running down the street in your underwear where little kids are all around and doing all these freaky-deaky things in public. It's not cool. Don't you have any home training? And I'm paraphrasing what he said. And it was very cool to hear someone in the LGBTQ community step up and have a little bit of common sense and morale. I don't mean a little bit. I don't know this guy, right? I'm not... I didn't mean that as a put down, but you know, someone who actually uh, comes along and has some common sense, like, man, there are kids here. People don't need to see this. We all don't need to be acting a fool in public and, and just showing off. That's the, I mean, who, who, you know, how, how are you raised? Essentially. I love it. I love it all day, every day. And, uh, twice on Friday. Right. So, <laughs> no, these guys, they're, they're not, uh, they're not who you think they are all the time. I have, you know, I've said it before. I have, and my daughter uh, is LGBT, right? I obviously, you know, I'm 110% Christian. So I don't, I just don't participate in, you know, in the rhetoric. I, I, I don't acknowledge the relationship. Uh, I won't go to uh, uh, um, any type of a ceremonies or I don't refer to, uh, someone as her girlfriend, or if I was a guy I know that's, that's transgender, I don't refer to someone as their boyfriend. I just refer to them as friends and their names. I don't even acknowledge the fact that that's what's really going on. You know, that's something that's between them. You know, as a matter of fact, when people uh, reference me and my wife, uh, they, they say our names, and I don't think nothing of it. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to force someone to say, no, that's my wife, say wife. Right? No, it, it, it doesn't matter to me. And it shouldn't matter to them either because that's the problem. That's what causes most of the problems when they try to force people uh, to feel like they do, to, to join in. And then if you don't, you know, go by the script that they've pre-written for you, then you're a bigot of some kind. And it's, and it's absolutely intolerant uh, and in itself is bigotist. It's in itself is bigotist. So uh, when we come back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually uh, – Go over the fired city commissioners and Hamtramck. 
I, I really don't know how to say that word. I wish somebody would tell me how to say that damn word. It's Hamtramck Human Relations Commission. Okay, so they, they let a couple of people go off of the city council for flying the LGBTQ flag on city property. We'll get right into it in a second. All right, Patriots. So we were talking about this, uh, <clears throat> this city commissioner um, in Michigan. They were fired for flying the pride flag. Right, They were fired for flying the pride flag. They already knew in Hamtramck, uh, you know, they shouldn't be flying it. It, it's, it wasn't on city property. So, you know, the, these guys knew what they were doing. They knew they were wrong for doing it. And they thought they would once again. This is the, this is the, the ongoing uh, uh, modus operandi of the people on the left. Let's do something outrageous so everybody sees us and they say, hey, look, and we get a little famous. That's what they want. That's what they want. That, that, and get a little clout, and, and, that's, and that's what they do. But it didn't work for them. It, it did not work for them. Uh, let's take a listen to what the city council had to say, and I agree so, with it wholeheartedly. If you don't wholeheartedly. understand which country, we made it clear at the end which, country, which flag should be allowed. The U.S. flag, city, right. states, and POW flag. These are the only ones that should be flowing in the city properties. If you have your flag on your own properties, I will defend you. I released a statement to denounce the vandalism that happens to one flag that was thrown in the garbage from a, a private property. There's nothing that caused any safety issues to the LGBTQ members in the community. We'll defend you. We'll serve you equally just like anybody else. But why are you acting as a victim if your flag is not flown in the city hall or in the public spaces? That, that, that shouldn't cause an issue because other groups are acting like victims because they want their flags to be raised there. And I, like we said, we don't want to open the doors for any other groups who come and ask us for raising flags that you don't like or you may not like. And then we will look, it's going to be like a mess. So I, I, I think it's clear by now and we should move to the next session. So there it is. I mean, he, he put it very eloquently, I, I think. Uh, I think his reasoning was absolutely sound. This is the United States of America. That red, white, and blue flag that waves above there, it waves over all of us. Not just some of us, not just one group and not the other. It waves over every damn single one of us. So why in the hell would you want a flag up there to represent a community? You're not building a country within our country. This is our country. It's your country. It, you you are causing division, folks. You're causing division. You're bringing all the bullshit that's happening that you don't like, that you're considering to be hate. You're bringing it on yourself. You're causing it. You're the one causing the division. Sit back. Relax. Be who you are. Quit trying to change everything else to everybody else. Quit trying to make people like you. Trying to force people to to have to deal with you and have to like you and have to address you certain ways and see you certain ways and agree with you because if they don't agree with you, you know, God help them if they don't. This this is not, I, no one's going to write a script for what they think I'm supposed to say or call them or act or whatever else and expect I'm going to follow it. That's for damn sure. You're, you're going to be waiting a long time if you think that's what is going to happen. <laughs> I've had those conversations a million times. I don't change my energy when I'm in front of people 
that identify that way. It's not like, it's not like, hey, I say this right here because I don't think anyone's ever going to see it. Well, the damn reach on this show is about 135,000 people. So across all platforms, when I post this, there's people in the six digits see it. Now, I, I'd like for that reach to, to go ten times what it is, of course, but, uh, you know, we got to start somewhere. We've been hard at it, but the point is, is that everything I say here, I'll say there. I will stand up, no matter what the consequences are, and I will say exactly what I believe in any space, in any place, to anyone, no matter what. Trust me, I've been in situations where I didn't know if I was going to live or die. I've been in those. They're the worst ones to be. Trust me. Anyone can say that, right? Man, maybe we'll do a show one day and I could take you through some of that stuff. But um, let me tell you, it, it, you, you can't intimidate me. That's out. You can't do it. I, I cannot be intimidated. That's simple. And I mean that with all my heart. Now, earlier, I started to play a clip for you from a guy from the LGBTQ community and I, I was kind of paraphrasing what he said in the clip, but you guys got to hear this. First of all, it's funny as hell. And second of all, it's true. It's just true. Listen to what this guy says. Oh, LGBTQIA plus, baby. Y'all are doing too much. And yes, I'm going to be the one to say it because if a straight person says it, y'all going to say they're homophobic, this, that, and the third. And it's like, no, boo. You're just doing the most, and it's really not cute. Because can someone explain to me why I'm seeing all these pride videos, people in the streets acting like they ain't got no home training. But us see, boo, cheese, 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 all out on display for everybody to see. Middle New York, broad daylight, minors present. Like, when it, since when is that okay, sis? Because it's not. And don't get it twisted. On a scale of one to classy, I'm not giving royal family by any means. Like, I love to turn up, shake stuff, and have a good time. But time and place. And, th and that was not it. Y'all, when I tell you I saw this chick, practically nothing on on top of a water fountain, water spraying all up in her cookies, nookies, and crannies. A, a bit. I'm just wondering what type of antibiotics that doctor's got prescribed for all that. People hanging from street lights, hooking up on the side of the road. What in the land before time, Neanderthal behavior? Raggedy is the word for it. They already talk with us like that, and this is how you want them to perceive us. Pride is an event based around acceptance and equality, not an excuse for y'all to act a fool. All right, y'all. As long as you guys know that that does not represent the entire LGBTQIA plus community. Even I'm like, what the f He closed by saying, do better. <laughs> but, hey, you may not agree. I may not agree with his lifestyle. That's for damn sure. But let me tell you something. Every damn thing he just said on that video, I, it was true. It was true. And if even if we agree to disagree upon whatever lifestyle you choose to have, we can do that. It's fine. But... Look where the common ground was. If we could have that kind of common ground, we wouldn't be doing all this bickering. For what? You can do you, I can do me. We can all be free and there's no fighting involved. Everybody is, uh, acts with uh, a bit of decorum and decency and treats each other with respect. What more could you ask for? All we need to do is work out that women's sports thing and the women's bathroom thing and the, the, the reading to kids and that sort of thing. Those three things, you fix those, problem solved, period, problem solved. You know, I, I, I don't think that we should, uh, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as Americans, you know, not be looking for a compromise or a solution. We, 
We negotiate between world powers that got nuclear missiles pointed at each other. But we can't negotiate between straight and trans people? Really? I've never even seen, like, a, a forum anywhere to bring people together to try to have that talk. First of all, I don't know how that would happen. Like I said, you got to elect some delegates, people. You, you, you got you gotta, you gotta, you gotta to get a leader. <laughs> we need someone to negotiate with. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it, it, that's, that was the video. I, I thought it was cool. I, I thought what he said was, uh, right on the money, um, and it proved the point that I made many times before. Like I said, they're not a monolithic community. They have different people over there with different faiths, different beliefs. They, they're not all the same. They're not all the same. Now, a transgender, uh, transgenders call for violence again, again, right? I showed you the video uh, several podcasts back not long ago where uh, one of the people in the transgender community was telling other transgenders to arm up and that he would do anything to, uh, you know, basically he would take any position necessary to force you to make sure that transgender can use the women's restroom. And I dare you, I dare you to stop me and, and, at, at the threat of a gun. That's literally uh, what the video said. Um, I, should, I should bring it up, but the, uh, a 53-year-old woman, I got the tongue-tied, a 53-year-old woman uh, was arrested on suspicion of the incitement of violence. Now, she had been taken into custody and arrested on the 12th of July, and she this is in connection with an incident that happened during the Trans Pride event in Westminster on the 8th of July. A video was widely shared on social media during the arrest, a video of which uh, was posted online. Baker said, trans rights are human rights. One struggle, one fight. And they won't get rid of us. Our existence is our resistance. That's not a bad little mantra. <laughs> not our existence is our resistance. <laughs> but uh, they responded uh, to heated statements with the statements signed with love and rage and power. Um, so I guess that's the catchphrase that ended up getting, I don't know if it's her trying to be a him or him trying to be a her, but. They say she, but, you know, the news people are just as woke as these people are. So I don't know if it's really a she or not. Let's just say it's someone from the trans community. Um, trans rights are human rights. Our existence is our resistance. Uh, signed, love, rage, and power. Sarah Jane Baker was not one of our planned speakers. We had some open mic time and at the end for members of our community to come forward and speak. As we welcome them, Sarah came on stage uh, at the Trans Plus Pride and said on an Instagram on Monday that we do not condone violence and we don't back a call to arms for violence uh, of any kind. So they may say they don't condone or stand behind the calls for violence in that community. Or people try to consistently tell you that that community is such a small percentage of the population well, how many in the last 12 months, how many mass shootings have we had in the United States? I wonder. Did you know that there were two conducted by people from the trans community? One in Nashville and one in Pennsylvania. Now, for somebody who's less than 1% of the population, to be responsible for mass shootings twice in one year, 
and several of them very young children and Christians. We still have not seen the manifesto from the Nashville shooter because they don't want Christians, uh, they, they don't want to put it out there that Christians are being targeted by the trans community, but they are. They absolutely are. And I can tell you for 100% certainty, 100% certainty, I hear it all the time. It's the main thing that comes up in debate when you're debating with someone from the trans community. When we even post things on Facebook um, about the trans community, the first thing they do is attack the church in their rebuttals. Well, I'd rather have uh, trans people read to my kids than sit on the church. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have kids then. But this is what they do. This is exactly what they do. They go after the church. I like this one. I like when you point out the, 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 the things that go bad inside of that community. Um, they immediately want to turn around and say, well, what about the church? People, pedophiles are pedophiles. I'm not protecting. If, if someone it hurts a child in the church or hurts a child in the secular world or in the trans community, I don't care. I want that person prosecuted and neutered. To hell with chemical castration. Let's go for full-blown castration. If you harm a child, <laughs> you shouldn't be having sex anymore. You shouldn't want to. Yeah, I, I, I mean, honest to God, guys, I, 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 whether or not you have time to kick back and pray and let God forgive you for your actions, I, you, you should damn sure have to pay for them. This is why I didn't like the Katanji Jackson Brown Supreme Court Justice nomination, uh, nominee. When she was a nominee, when they were sitting there and they were, they were cross-examining her, the main thing that stuck out in my mind was the several cases that she dealt with from people who uh, were uh, sexually abusing children. Who, who she, she, she sentenced one for a couple of months. He did it again after he got out, and she sentenced him again to only a couple of months. And after sentencing that individual, she turned around and apologized to the family because of how hard it must be on them. The fact that she had to send him to jail. What about the kid? I don't know. If I went to sleep uh, and, and during that time I, w I was swept off into some alternate universe where I woke up where good is bad and bad is good and right is wrong and wrong is right. And the government doesn't, don't care about people. They only care about power and right and wrong. Takes a back seat to right and left. Our president is openly committing crimes that we have evidence against him for. We have text messages. We have whistleblowers. We have him getting money from Romania. We have him getting money from China, from Ukraine. We have his grandkids getting money. We have cocaine found in the White House. We have him giving out crack pipes to people. We have transgender people running around with their, with their chest just out, just boobs out on the White House lawn. Just This is, this is the United States of America. And they are completely embarrassing this country. But one thing I know is for sure. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The opposite reaction that's gathering as a wave right now may be a small ripple. But when it finally forms and it sweeps over you, it's going to be a tidal wave. And you're going to regret all of these things that you guys have done. All of this nonsense. All of these dumbass things that you've said. All of these positions you've taken, instead of compromising and instead of finding a way to coexist, instead of attacking, 
it's going to blow up in your face. And all the freedoms that you currently have will be lessened as a result. And that's what I keep warning. That's exactly what I keep warning. Well, Patriots, it's been great hanging out with you as usual. Uh, make sure, if you haven't already, because they have a demographic on here, I, I'm able to look at the uh, statistics and the overview and the insights of the podcast, and it seems about only about 20%, or actually less than 20%, of the people that uh, listen to the podcast regularly uh, subscribe. So, guys, uh, if you want to support the Patriots Prayer Podcast, you can definitely do that at youronestopgiftshop.com. We would very much appreciate anything uh, and everything you do in the form of supporting our efforts to continue this podcast and make it better. But please don't forget to hit that like, follow, subscribe button, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. We always love hearing from the Patriot family. So with that said, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a good day.